It's snowing in minus 17 in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's nine o'clock. I'm Megan Cobb. One man is dead following an altercation with Calgary police yesterday in the southeast community of Forest Lawn. Shortly after 3.40 yesterday afternoon, police were called to 45th Street and 17th Avenue Southeast for reports of a man believed to be in possession of weapons. Witnesses reported the man had assaulted a bystander and was threatening others. Police located the man and say they attempted to negotiate a peaceful resolution, but his actions led to officers discharging their service weapons. A police service dog was seriously injured by the suspect and was transported to an animal hospital in life-threatening condition, although he is considered to now be in stable condition. The Alberta Serious Incident Response Team is investigating. More arrests were made in Ottawa yesterday, but first, 770 CHQR helicopter traffic. Snow plows are making their rounds this morning, so make sure to give them some extra space. In the southwest, bridge work continues on 17th Avenue at Crowchild Trail, and that will have your eastbound right lane closed on and off until the end of March. Perfectionists aren't the easiest people to be around, but they're the best people to have around when your vehicle needs repair. Western Canada's favorite body shop, Craftsman Collision. Air miles and bigger smiles. For the 770 CHQR traffic helicopter, I'm Vanessa Arate. The streets of Ottawa's downtown core were almost empty this morning, but police are bracing for a third day of confrontation with protesters continuing the largest police operation in the country's history. Police say 47 more people were arrested yesterday, bringing the total to 170 since Thursday, while dozens of vehicles either pulled out on their own or were towed away. But Global's chief political correspondent, David Aiken, says the number of arrests is likely much higher. Officially, the police say 170 people were arrested in the last two days. But I'll tell you, I, I, they, they said that number about uh, midday yesterday, yeah. and I saw at least 20 more arrests. Yeah, so I, I assume a couple of hundred probably arrested. Despite the high number of arrests, Aiken adds only three people have been charged so far. To the evolving crisis along the Ukraine-Russia border, where Moscow has now amassed nearly 200,000 troops, with intelligence suggesting at least half are in a position to strike. Diplomatic efforts have stalled any forward movement for now, but the question remains as to whether the threat of sanctions on Russia will work to fend off an attack. Global's Reggie Cicchini has more. European leaders, the NATO alliance, the Biden administration and Ottawa are all on the same page that Russia needs to suffer consequences if it invades Ukraine. There remains an open question, however, when it comes to sanctions, how severe and when to implement. Russia has been heavily sanctioned since its annexation of Crimea, which has not deterred its aggressive posture at destabilizing Kyiv. There are calls to hit Russia's Nord Stream 2 pipeline, which while risking energy reliance from Europe could cripple Russia's economy. If we don't sanction Nord Stream 2, most of these other sanctions are band-aids. President Biden will convene his National Security Council to discuss the crisis on Sunday. Ukraine's president is calling for proactive sanctions, not reactive, which most Western leaders are holding back on, fearing it could poke a sleeping bear. Reggie Chikini, Global News, Washington. Taking a look at sports, the Canadian Olympic Committee says it is completely satisfied with Canada's overall performance in Beijing. The Canadians won 26 medals to rank fourth overall, the country's four Four golds is the lowest at the Winter Olympics since 1994. But the COC's chief executive officer says the primary goal was to keep athletes healthy and safe. Global News Sky Tracker weather. A snowfall warning remains in effect for the city and surrounding area. Another five centimeters is expected in the city with close to 10 more expected closer to the U.S. border. 
Periods of snow today with the temperature falling to minus 18. The snow will continue overnight with a low of minus 19 and snow in minus 19 for tomorrow. It's minus 17 at 9.04. Breaking news when it happens, our next scheduled update at 9.30. I'm Megan Cobb. Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. It's February the 20th. Where is the time going? It is crazy, crazy, crazy. But we're getting some great snow, which is uh, very, very well needed. Uh, maybe not so much for the guys uh, plowing the roads, but for our trees and shrubs and all the good plants and our water tables and all that other good stuff, the snow is is much needed. So um, it's great to see the snow. And it's actually nice snow. It's not too bad out. Um, sort of minus 15, 16 sort of thing and uh, good little snow cover. So be careful out there when you go out um, and uh, until the snow is all cleared up and there'll be a few days as usual in Calgary, then it'll get warm and uh, it'll melt away pretty quickly. So, But if you'd like to join us, phone lines are wide open, uh, 403-974-8255 or one 800 563 Seven 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 zero. That is the talk and text line. Um, some some uh, topics I'm kind of thinking today is we're talking about seeding, transplanting tropicals, elm trees, and then actually whatever else you like to chat with. But right now I'm going to bring Jen up. Um, she's down in the tropical paradise in the valley of Spruce It Up. <laughs> uh, good morning, Jen. Good morning, Merle. Welcome home. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, yeah we're, we went out. Uh, we were out in Vancouver, visiting some of our suppliers and different things last week. So, uh, yeah, yeah, awesome. it was it was good. It was good to see some stuff. Cook a couple new members of the team that haven't uh, seen anything like that before. So it was it was enlightening, and uh, and then a couple of the the buyers were in there finish up the buying. There's some good suppliers in Canada, so we were we were out there at some of the warehouses, and they're finishing up the Christmas buy for for the season. So, Crazy. a well accomplished trip. Except yeah, for it me. sounds like it. Yeah, yeah. Jess was uh, <laughs> Jess was very happy. She took some beautiful photos, and I think it's really cool too being able to connect with who you're always emailing. You know, so Jessica it's, it's was able to do that. And you you know how I talk about that because. There's times where we get, and I hope we get treated sometimes a little better than some of the other. But we 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 really <laughs> rely on our relationships, right? And, yeah. And uh, we can call people, and um, I like to, uh, they we give each other a hard time, have some friendships, and and some good things with a lot of our suppliers, which is For sure. that's what makes this business fun. So <laughs> it was good out there. Except I, I was whining about my knee there. Um, a couple oh, weeks ago when I got back from Mexico. And yeah. it was just starting to feel better. And we're walking through the parkade at the airport. <laughs> and it, cause it snowed that little bit on Tuesday oh, early morning. Oh, and yeah. I hit this ice. And I'm, <laughs> I'm laying on my back in the parkade. Oh. And the four ladies are looking at me like, oh, my God. <laughs> you just going to lay there? You? Honestly, yeah. that's one of the first times I've ever laid there. I'm like, I'm that's done. Awful. Like I can't, yeah. I can't move. Because yeah. my knee was kind of sideways, but actually it wasn't that bad. So my daughter, Jane, she's running, Dad, Dad. He pulls me up. I said, just hang I can get up. Yeah. 
He's like, oh, we got to call an ambulance. I'm like, no, no, no. I, I'm going to get up. Don't worry. And so I, I get up and I'm just like, uh, I thought for sure my knee was going to be like a rubber band. But anyways, it was kind of awful. funny. And yeah. So Jeez, those people at the airport, you should be out sanding that on level five outside yeah, the parkade what's door. what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's funny. But anyway, it's oh. not really funny. I, I was, I'm, uh, I'm glad. I, that was like I said one of the first times in my life where I've, I've gone down. I'm sort of like contemplating my life as I'm laying there on the ground. <laughs> yeah, am that's I going to get up or not? Yeah, yeah, it was because it was just that sheer ice. It was just like mm-hmm. so. Well, anyways, glad, glad you're up and mobile and and uh, making it around. <laughs> so that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was good and. Uh, I hobbled around Vancouver as best I could, and uh, you're still hobbling, bad. Merle. You're still hobbling. Yeah, no, we got to get you takes, better. Today feels a lot better. I actually hit the bike nice. for about five minutes this morning, and I could make some uh, full circles. So, which was good. good. So, yeah. I'm gonna get get that going, get on the bike again, and then that'll make it uh, loosen up the joints and and feeling a little bit better. So, good, good yeah. job. Yeah, so uh, got to be able to garden this season, fly around yeah, and was, spruce it up. I was thinking that in my head. I'm like, we're. It feels like we're getting into the wind up of it all, <coughs> you know. So in my head, I'm like, oh, I hope, I hope he's not limping then. But yeah, we got to go, Merle. It's it's coming up to I, game it's time. February, like, it's, yeah. I know it's sort of we're at that in between time, eh? Because you're mm-hmm. kind of like, okay, it's only February, but then you look in two weeks, it's March, and then it's April, and then we're on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's true. Here we go again, and and uh, but this is like that slow wind up. I can you just feel it, you know, with uh, people getting ready. And I know we talk about downstairs the tropicals and the annuals about to come in, and how do we time this? And you know that that Jen girl, she kind of stresses a little bit, but I know we're going to do it all, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we will. Yeah, it was awesome. Good. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyways, yeah. So that's um. What was I going to say? It was just interesting, like in in the Vancouver area, all their bulbs are just starting to come Mm. up. And the cherry blossoms were just, we've probably seen, I think, about 15 trees that were just breaking pink. Beautiful. Yeah. If you need a spring influx, um, head to Vancouver probably in about two weeks. I think it'll be in full spring color with Uh. uh, pink blossoms. Time to go see your daughter, eh, Jen? I'm thinking, although she's coming yeah. out this way, but maybe I would need to get out there. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I would I'd say, don't worry, I'll just come out there. It's easy. Yeah. Um, oh, I think so. Yeah. So anyway, so a couple of weeks out there, and uh, and that will be popping up, which will be nice. And uh, which is, which is I, I, I don't know, it's, it's kind of, we, we live in a unique country, right, where we have, mm-hmm. like, sort of tundra to the east of us sort of thing, yet... Saskatchewan and Manitoba, but tons yep. of beautiful lakes and all that different stuff. We have Drumheller, and because uh, we were talking a bit about that when we were traveling this past week, this sort of hey, with the COVID crap and stuff, we've been able to, and it's trying to pull some positive of it, right? You sort of mm-hmm. explore sure. your own country, you explore your area, and like we're pretty, we're lucky in Alberta. We have a pretty diverse. Even if you're just looking for plants, like you go up to Edmonton, you can grow cedars and different right. things up there. Yeah. You go to Drumheller, you got cactuses and yucca and all kinds of different fun mm. stuff. Yeah. And uh, in Calgary, where we can grow, um, 
but can we grow here? Uh, <laughs> I, I was hoping you wouldn't get stuck because then that puts yeah. me on the spot. I know. Yeah. Um, you know, we can grow lots, lots here. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And when so, then we have the challenging Chinooks too, but I think that makes it even more entertaining as a gardener here, don't you think? Absolutely. No, it is. It, it, it's it's definitely a challenge. And we we try to recommend some of those tools like the wilt proof mm-hmm. um, Bobex for our deer. I was up in the Seton area, like someone must have released a domestic rabbit up there a couple years oh, ago. Oh really? Like oh, there no. is probably uh, honestly like in this one spot there was thirty little black and brown rabbits like all different oh, sizes. So what? they're just they, they're just multiplying like. Like there's hundreds of them up there in that. Oh my uh, gosh! By the Seaton's um, center, sort of by mm-hmm. the yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Oh, I can like, only imagine. Oh, and so, it's not good, right? It's just, no. it's not good for the trees. Not good for those little critters either, right? Like they're they end up being, I guess, their food for somebody else eventually. So yeah. Um, Oh, but, so what, uh, is, what are they after, those guys? So they eat the trees? They nibble on the trees? Yeah, they eat all the bark off the trees. They eat all the plants. eat all the winter cover. And then any of the new, if they plant any bulbs, it just, right. it'll be bad if they get into the neighborhoods. That's just where it becomes. It, Carnage. And it's, it, and, and it's hard because those are the cute little bunnies, right? Yes. And, yeah. And then all of a sudden your heart melts and then, yeah, yeah you're sort of. Yeah. Wouldn't they get dogs? Did you bring bunnies them? home, Merle? Is that what you're telling us? No, I definitely okay. did not. No, <laughs> a friend of mine has a friend of mine has bunnies, but yeah. I'm not sure I want bunnies in my house. No. It's not my yeah. Not your tea, hey? Okay. No. All right. Um, I, I like plants. Oh, you yes. should see my. Uh, speaking of plants, I okay. will mention my lemon tree. Let's talk about that. Yes, and because uh, we do have a bunch of those in, my lemon tree has never really looked better. It went through that. Horrible stage where I dried it, crumpled leaves. Um, it died back. It had nothing for like two weeks. And my wife, Carolyn's like, that thing's hideous. It's got to go. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, me or the plant, I'm thinking. But it was the plant she was talking to, I think. I'm just, we're both still here, so we're not too sure. But anyways, the, the, the lemon tree looks better than ever. Like it has big new leaves. Really? I cut off all the dead wood. Yeah, I'll text you guys a picture. It looks phenomenal. Like, it's all fully leafed out. And uh, so it took that two or three weeks. I remember I was saying before I mm-hmm. left from Mexico, we watered it. We had no leaves when we left from Mexico on January 8th. And now we're February 20th, and it's uh, fully leafed out. And That's unreal. Looks, yeah, so it looks did, really good. Was it because you you just underwatered it? I can't remember. Is that what happened? Yeah, no. We we stuck. I stuck it in the corner, and it kind of got forgotten. Okay. And then, yeah. Because and when those leaves, because when they dry out, sometimes it, they don't really give you much warning. They go from dry, and they'll sit there green, and then yeah. all of a sudden they'll go crinkle. <laughs> like they're, yeah. Because they they just got too dry, and it was right by a heat thing, and just okay. it sort of got sort of tucked in the corner, kind of forgotten about it. So yeah. those are things that huh. um, even like all kinds of gardeners do it and plant people and uh, and uh, so but don't don't despair if it does happen. A lot of that those hardwood plants that we have, like even like dracaenas and chefaleras. or the um, ficus, lemons, the benjamina, the ficus. Yeah. A lot of times they'll go through a bit of a dormant stage, but you got to prune out the deadwood. 
um, give them a little shot of uh, fertilizer, and just and, and that'll just get them going, put them in a nice bright spot, and uh, and and rejuvenate them. So, so um, sometimes it worked out well because I pruned out a ton of the that there was some dead wood after that it just because when they start shutting down, they start shutting down some of their wood too. So. Well, was, and so how good. do you know, Merle? How do you know the, the wood's dead? So you're going well, through and you're looking at all the branches. Yeah, you can start seeing like it. And this is what I talk about when you're doing winter pruning. Mm-hmm. Like you start looking at the color of the skin. So you look okay. at the color of the bark on the tree or just any of the house plants. And that really tells you a lot. Like you can tell when something looks nice and healthy. And then all of a sudden it starts changing to a different, a sort of an unhealthy um, color. Right. And uh, you can definitely tell the difference. And you just prune that stuff out. And uh, it's great. So awesome. now it's now it's perked right back up. So good for you. That's cool. Yeah. So yeah. is uh, what's going on in the greenhouse? I didn't get much chance. I walked through quickly yesterday. Derek and I were doing a garage cleanup, so I yeah. popped into the store for a little bit. But everything looked great. You guys were all busy with people and customers. Yeah. So I, I yeah, didn't want to stick around fun. and bug you guys too much, so I <laughs> I did a quick little tour and got out of there. So, yeah, I know. We love to show off when you come in, but uh, Lisa and It Chris, looked good. You guys reorganized, yeah. and I, I did like yeah. that, and uh, it shows off some of the big big traps that you guys got in stock right now. So so beautiful. Chris has a great eye for that stuff, and Lisa Lisa's muscle behind it all, too. Um, yeah, the ladies worked really hard. We brought down a lot of the hanging baskets. We just yeah. feel it's easier for people to see, um, and, and it is. You know, people have been able to look at them and decide they like them without having to worry about reaching for it. So we did all of that, too, and like you said, Chris has that display. Um, well, Chris and Lisa set that up all down the center as soon as you walk into the new trap house. It's so pretty. I love it. Um, I just like looking at it, so if you catch me not working. Yeah, no, <laughs> I same. <laughs> Like I said, you walk in, and uh, and you guys know that I kind of have a thing with plants, and if they're yes, dry or unhealthy, they kind of tell me, and I kind of it they pull me into the back corner or yeah. or whatever, right? I have yeah, kind of this weird it. sense of, but la- every time for the last couple, of I just pull in there, and I just I get super good aura. Plants are healthy, awesome, and uh, being well looked after, cared for, so. Um, I'm very, uh, they're, they're very pleased. And, and that one big ficus that was kind of, it didn't look totally happy probably th- um, two months ago. It the looked phenomenal leaf? yesterday. Yeah. The big, big fig leaf, mm-hmm. like almost a caliper tree one. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It looks, isn't that yeah. gorgeous? Yeah. You guys got it looking really, really good. So yeah. it's ready to go to a new home. If someone's looking for a nice, big, almost a two inch caliper ficus. Yeah, it's, got, we had a couple people, Merle, looking at that. So there's a couple of plants that uh, people have been eyeballing. So I think they're just deciding if it fits or not. Yeah, and yeah. The, and obviously in some of those better if we can deliver or pick up on a warm day too. It just makes mm-hmm. it easier on the plant and stuff like that. Even though if you wrap it, it's just it's not good to take something that big out minus thirty. It's just for sure. It's yeah, leave it for a couple of days in Calgary. We usually don't have to wait too long and it'll be warmed up. So yeah. But yeah. uh, so what awesome. else kind of fun stuff do you got going in there? Well, we've, our citrus has been moving as well, and I'm checking out all the pots that people are putting them in because I bought my citrus. I bought a grapefruit for my house. Um, oh, so nice. We, Did you do yeah. that? Oh, that's not the very good one. That's a lemon, right? No, that's uh, Chris and I have a kind of a little bet going, um, so I'm not allowed to buy it yet. But I want the variegated lemon. That's, uh, that's a gorgeous one. And Dwight was actually in here last week, and he bought one of those um, oh, nice. right after we talked about it, actually. Yeah, so... 
We have all our citrus. They're still blooming. They're looking beautiful. I think they're the best-looking citrus we've had in a very long time, actually. So yeah. um, grapefruit, the lemon, the variegated lemon, and the lime as well. So come on in and check those out. We're waiting on a shipment. Actually, we thought we would get it at the end of last week, and we didn't. So hopefully, hopefully tomorrow. I think it's a holiday, though, right? Tomorrow? Yes, tomorrow's family yeah. day. So who knows? I don't know. What, I don't know kind of what the truckers end up doing, but hopefully tomorrow, perhaps um, on Tuesday, we should have a new shipment of tropicals in. So we've just been spending a lot of our time sort of cleaning up and reorganizing. We still have lots of those succulents that we talked about last <coughs> time and, okay. uh, and the cactus. And, and, and the big cactus. The big cactus. And so, yeah, and I think I mentioned to you, we planted a barrel cactus, Lisa and I, the other day. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, which prompted yeah. you to buy some gloves. I, I'm so excited. You know, I like gear. I'm just, I like gear. And if it's gardening, then we get gear. So, yeah, we'll get yep. some gloves and that'll be easier to do. But it's fun to be able to help customers that way. And then they get to see exactly how it looks, you know, as they envisioned it. So, yeah. yeah awesome. Yeah. And um, the kit. We better, actually, I'm just going to take a quick break, break. Jen, and okay. then we'll come back and we'll continue to talk. If you'd like to join Jen and I and any questions, gardening, indoor, outdoor, whatever you like. We'll be able to answer here on 403-974-8255. We're just going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. And Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Kyrie's year-round full-service garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. <clears throat> got a question on the green it up lawn fertilizer right here. So when should the top feeding and leveling of the lawn, and should I aerate Should I aerate it first? Um, should I wait till the long weekend? Yeah, well, you want to wait until the ground's thawed, and this dried out enough um, where you're not going to be ripping the grass apart. Um, so you're starting to see just the green starting to come up, um, and you can sort of poke a, a fork down into the into the grass or or a, a good solid nail or something without too much trouble. Make sure it's not frozen at that time. Um, asking when should they do your aerating and power raking. Um, so that's simply when you should do it. Um, give, I like to do the power rake um, or aerate. So typically you do that first, power rake it, um, then aerate it, and then you can um, apply your fertilizer, the greened up lawn fertilizer at that time. And the first application is always the heaviest ratio, and then you cut it by a third and a third throughout the season. Um, so, and then at that point, if you want, if you think it needs some top dressing, um, after the fertilizer, you can put an inch or so of, of top dressing, good mix of, of soy, of, of good loam sand, make sure it's a sh sharp sand, not the concrete sand where you're, where you're going to create lots of hard, even like we have a green it up, uh, a garden mix that works really good as top dressing. So you can use that, put that over top of the, your grass, and within a couple of weeks, you'll be amazed. It'll be gone, and your grass will eat that up, and uh, and away you go. And I think, uh, Jen, you're back up here. We'll bring Jen back up as well. Yep. Here I am. Hey, Jen. Hello. Hey, we're going to bring Bill on. Good morning, Bill. Hey. Good morning. 
Hi, Bill. Hello. Hey, Bill. How can we help you? Good, good. I got a question about trees. I, I live in Riverbend, and I've got uh, 19 mature trees. They're all about 30 years old, 35 years old. And okay. uh, mostly comprised of spruce trees, but I do have two flowering crabs. Okay. Uh, big flowering crab trees. Anyways, um, I've been fertilizing my trees, all of them, with a product that I get from a professional uh, landscaper. The, they use their fertilizer. It's a water-soluble fertilizer. Yep. Anyways, I've been, I'm fertilizing all my trees once in the fall and then once kind of in uh, you know, August type of thing and give them a dose of fertilizer. Well, I was told that's too much fertilizer to give them. Um, typically, and typically you don't like the fertilizer too late into the fall either. Like unless you're waiting yeah. past like mid-September is typically when we start our fall fertilizing because the trees are tree. downloading. Um, so if you're if you're fertilizing in September, August, it's a little bit too. Typically, you want to do it mid like early spring up until midsummer is when yeah. you want to fertilize because that's when the when the when the trees are taking up all the nutrients. So once the ground is thawed, then I fertilize. Same as my grass yeah. when the. Yeah, whatever. But when should I give them the uh, next dose of fertilizer? Uh, actually, sorry, Bill. I'm just going to put you on hold. Uh, we have to break for the news. It came up too quicker. All right. We're just going to take a quick break. We'll be back with Bill right after this break. It's snowing and minus 17 in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 930. I'm Megan Cobb. ACERT is investigating a police shooting that killed a man yesterday. Police were called to the block of 45th Street and 17th Avenue Southeast around 3.40 yesterday afternoon and say they attempted to negotiate a peaceful resolution, but his actions led to officers discharging their service weapons. Police are poised for a third day of actively confronting protesters in downtown Ottawa, though the area is mostly clear of those who are demonstrating against government and COVID-19 mandates for four weeks. And Queen Elizabeth has tested positive for COVID-19 and has mild cold-like symptoms. A snowfall warning remains in place for the city of Calgary. Periods of snow throughout the day with the temperature falling to minus 18. Snow and minus 19 overnight and periods of snow and minus 19 tomorrow. It's minus 17. Breaking news when it happens. Our next update at 10. I'm Megan Cobb. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I'm here with Jen Lemire from Spruce It Up. And, Hello. And um, Bill has dropped off, but he was asking when should he do the second application for the trees. So typically, we do a spring application, and then we do it again in the fall, like starting in late or mid-September. Um, and that's sort of when we do it. Depending on how much you've fed and how regular you've, you've, you feed your trees, you can do two summer applications if you do one early spring and then again do it at the end, sort of end of July if you'd like. Um, and that's still enough time for it to use it up, take it up. And if your trees are suffering and haven't been fed for a while. But once you get them a regular thing, sort of that spring and fall um, really seems to really work well for them. So I would kind of stick on that um, for the most part. And I got a few more texts here, Jen, that we'll go through. Okay. It says here, good morning. I'm wondering if you can tell me what has happened to my cactus. Hmm. When, I, when I bought this plant, 
it had this cut out of it. It exposed the sunlight. Ah, what's happened? Oh, it's oh, it's just some physical damage. Look like, actually, what it was probably it was probably mouse damage, um, or something in the nursery. It looks like it's just someone gnawed on the bottom. Oh. Or yeah, huh. so yeah, so honestly, it uh, that's all it looks like. It uh, it looks like either if it didn't have it when you had it, I would say it, you maybe had a mouse or something in your house. Or it happened in the nursery. If you had one in your house, now you're probably looking around like crazy, <laughs> thinking, "Oh Hopefully my god!" Hopefully not. Hopefully not. But, but is, it, is it all sealed up, bro? The, the little yeah, it's all yeah. sealed up. But yeah, you oh, can okay. just tell some something just chewed the bottom of it. Just uh, this oh. looks like most damage that we see on some of our our nursery stock and stuff like that once in a while. Yeah, and, uh, stinkers. Yeah. Yeah. And I got another text here. Holy, I got someone just sent a picture of her amaryllis. Oh, like, really? It has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. What? Probably twelve blooms on it right now. Like, oh my gosh! Yeah, and she goes, I just or he or she, I cut two blooms off already, and oh like, my just, gosh! Like one, two. Yeah, like, oh, it's loaded. Beautiful. Maybe it's only maybe six or eight, but it's just loaded. What's, uh, what color are they? The red ones? It's all no. This one's all pure white, and really? it's a double one. It's not the single amaryllis. It's a double, so it almost looks like a magnolia. Like it's gorgeous. So wow. Yeah, yeah. Looks beautiful. Beautiful. That's fantastic. Yeah. Nice. Thanks for sharing that. Yes. Also, yeah. hi, Merle. Any ideas on how to fix a vole damage? Also, Oof. why do they go back to the same area each year? <coughs> hmm. Well, typically, if you're talking in your lawn, um, basically what I would do is give it a really good power rake in the spring and apply our fertilizer, The green it up. It has the high middle number, so it makes it recover from any root damage and things like that a lot easier. And really, you don't even notice it. It uh, um, it makes that much of a difference. So apply our fertilizer. In some of those spots, if they've chewed it right down to the ground, you might want to add a little bit of topsoil and a little bit of grass seed in those areas after the fertilizer. And then just keep those areas a little bit moister until um, that grass seed germinates. But then after that, if you're using our lawn fertilizer on the regular program, if you get a little bit of that damage, things like that, it'll recover way quicker and you really won't have to worry a whole lot um, about it. But one way to keep them away is you can spray Bobex around the perimeter. Mm. Um, you can use those mouse traps with the poison, with the green blocks inside them. That works pretty good. Um, the other thing is try to keep your grass a little bit shorter. And uh, so if you leave it too long, that just gives them a, a really good perfect place to go hang out for the winter they crawl through there chew that um and they can kind of hide a little bit better from from the predators from the owls and the hawks and all that kind of stuff so um but they can make quite a mess so yeah anyway so that if you get get your get your plants nice and healthy and then they can recover when you do get a little bit of that and uh and which is exciting here's another one yeah. Yeah. Oh, here's another. I got another emeralds 
bulb for Christmas and I planted it shortly after. It's growing like crazy. It's about two feet tall. Should I be doing anything? It's in its original pot. Should I repot it? Um, it's it's actually doing great. This thing, um, Jen, it's mm-hmm. just straight up. It's like almost two to three feet tall. It's about wow. to bloom. Yeah, no, you're doing everything right. Just keep it in the good sunny spot like you got, and uh, you should be totally fine. And, and then what, and though? Like, what happens? So the blooms are all gone, yeah. right? Then what do you do? So when the blooms are all gone, um, someone calling me. Why would they call me? Oh. <laughs> Not from now. Toronto. From Toronto. Oh. What do you want? Mm. Um, Important. Yeah. <laughs> My collection. Okay. <laughs> 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 um, well. So what you do is, when your amaryllis is, uh, is finished blooming, so in this one, you already have – this one has three or four leaves already, which is great. Nice. Um, so just continue. So once it's done blooming, cut off the long blooming stalk only. Right. And then let it continue to grow for like two months, so eight weeks. Um, fertilize it in between now and then as well after it's done blooming. Don't fertilize it when it's blooming. Wait till it's stopped. And then feed it with 15, 30, 15. You want a high middle number. Um, okay. And that'll, that'll rejuvenate the, the bulb. It'll add that phosphate in there, which will help it bloom again um, um, next Christmas. So um, so what you do is grow it for that eight weeks, fertilizing sort of every couple of weeks. So if you fertilize it three times sort of in that time frame, okay. which is great. And after eight to 12 weeks, if you kind of like to stop watering it, let it go totally dormant. It'll just dry up and shrivel up. Um, once that's done, cut off all that dead foliage. Put it into a cardboard box with some dry potting soil or cocoa moss or something, but it needs to be really dry. And then to stick it in the coolest, darkest place you got in your house and leave it there for that time until sort of October, November sort of thing, or depending when you want to pull it back out to get it going again. Hmm. Um, pull it back out at that time and repot into new soil. And you should be totally go- good, and uh, it'll just start growing again, and away you go. Awesome. That's where I'm at, Merle. I'm at that stage uh, where I have to just kind of letting it, you know, it starts to fizzle out. I need to fertilize it and stuff. Yeah, so yeah. rejuvenate that bulb, and then away you go. All right, okay. we're just going to take a quick break. Uh, you're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and... I do have Jen Lemire here out with me as well. Good morning, Jen. Welcome back. And maybe not. She may be just off doing something. I'm going to pull Kendra up on the line. Good morning, Kendra. Morning. I have a question about my trembling aspen. All right, Kendra. Okay. So okay. it's it's a new tree. I just planted it in the spring. And okay. it's already full of catkins. Which yeah, is and that early, happens right? with yeah. Well, it is, and some will do it earlier, some won't. So I wouldn't worry too too much about it. Okay. Um, just ensure that any of the snow, like this heavy snow, um, just pile around the root system, not totally around the trunk, especially with a newly planted tree. Just to want the mice to go and chew the the bark off the bottom. But if you could just cover the root system with some good uh, um, moisture, any of the snow. Or if you have some bark mulch, you just want to keep it frozen as long as you can. Okay. And just so it doesn't come up too, too early. 
Okay, so it's but not going to create like that winter kill or anything like that? Um, it shouldn't. Um, I've seen lots do it already, and they're usually normally fine. Um, okay. Yeah, mine have not done it yet. I'm just looking out, out my window at my columnar aspen. They're still pretty tight. But the biggest thing with a lot of those is if you can um, next year, and if you didn't do it this year, is really water it well into the fall. Oh, yeah, like I did. Just, yeah, okay, I made perfect. sure it was very well watered in. Okay, is it in a good warm spot? Yeah, it's like pretty a, sheltered. It's um, yeah, okay. it's in a, yeah, it's in a good spot. Okay, yeah, you should be fine. Um, so, what, like I said, what I do is just make sure you do a little bit of snow farming with this extra snow. Okay, and sure. And if you have some bark mulch around the root system, um, this makes all the difference keeping them because they they can get that winter kill if they get going too early, and then they get then if all of a sudden we get that minus twenty that we all love when it happens in in late April, which is horrible, but it does happen. Yeah. And, and those are the trees that get affected from that. They get freeze dried almost. Okay. So, so will will it develop like a, a better schedule as you know it matures? Because yeah, like I, I bought it early in the spring and it was fully leafed, and that was yep. before the other you know trees around you know had leaves. So is it just kind of like off schedule? Yeah, just they get climatized and uh, and they sort of get their own thing going on, and okay. it, it, and they're living things, so it's hard to to regulate them totally. And some of them might be the variety as well. Like there's a couple of varieties that are a little bit different. Okay. Um, and your spot might be too where the roots get a little bit warmer. And that's why I always think it's important to put, like I, I always put lots of bark mulch around my trees um, okay. over top of the root system just to keep it frozen and cool. So they're not, they're not getting tricked to start out too early because okay. that's the biggest downfall of trees and shrubs in Calgary. It's not necessarily the cold, it's our Chinooks. And if the ground warms up, so if the ground underneath those trees is getting sunny and warm and and they heat up and that, that tricks the plants and then they start sending moisture up into the branches and then also we get the minus 20, minus 30 and then they, they get freeze dried on there. So that's uh, So that's probably some of the most important stuff is is trying to keep the root system frozen throughout the winter. Okay. Sounds good. Thank uh, you. All right. Good luck. Hopefully that works out, Kendra. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Always tricky. Hey, Jen, like, and, and, and we all love the Chinooks um, when we do get them, but yeah. it, it does bring in those challenges and we have to make sure that we're, that we're dealing with that uh, appropriately with proper watering, um, proper ground cover because like i said it is different between here and edmonton where they yeah they yeah they stay frozen and they don't get those those long chinooks that we get and yeah uh, it's true so it's hard it's hard on it is so (laughs) it is it's those little things you don't think about you know when we're enjoying and getting a little suntan in january february and the, yeah. the vegetation is like, not yet. Yeah, no, yeah, it's pushing right? out. It, it sort of because they get tricked by temperature and sunlight, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. All right, well, we're going to take another break here um, before just a commercial break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR.
Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I do have Jen Lemire with me. And um, I got Angela on the line. Good morning, Angela. Morning. Hi, Hi Merle. Hi there. I got Jen with me as well. I got your pictures, Angela. You sent in some pictures of a big syngonium. Okay, um, I wasn't sure. I couldn't remember the name of it. Yeah, so that one leaf that has those dots on the end, I would probably just cut those off. Um, okay. Cut cut the you can either just cut those things but I'd probably just take that whole leaf off all the way to the main branch um, it, it's just it looks like just one of the older leaves that's just starting to go okay I don't see those dots too like on very on any of the other ones really and that's sort of what happens as these plants as the as the plant grows um, they get rid of the older leaves and they start getting some different things and then they start dying off. So, so that's, it's sort so of somewhat normal. normal. Yeah, okay. so just, but be careful not to keep it too wet. Um, mm -hmm. It could be the start of a fungus. So um, that would be the only thing I'd be careful of. But Okay, I let it really dry out between, okay. like really dry out between watering. Perfect, so, perfect. And, and is it, was it okay to spray it with that insecticide? Yep, insecticide, yep, insecticide oh. soap is perfect. Um, and it almost looks like it needs to get transplanted. Like you I could... Did. I okay. Did. I you a couple months ago. Oh, that's right there. Okay. That, and it's in a, a 24 inch pot now. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Wow. So, yeah, that was a, a job and a half for my husband I, and I to move that plant. I'll yeah, tell no you, kidding. it was cemented into that previous pot. Oh, my God. Okay. Good and for then you. you sent in a picture, and that is just a, it's a, like, it's just an English ivy, not just an English ivy, but it's a very big English ivy on a trellis. Mm. And the same okay. thing, it gets some of those older leaves, and maybe it got a little bit dry. It looks like it a little bit on the ends. Maybe it got a little bit dry, and just check those leaves for spider mite. Okay. Um, so on some of them, just flip them over. It's really hard to see if you have a magnifying glass or something, or or on your phone you have the little magnifying thing. Just look for, and they're just a tiny little dot. You'll see it moving. If you got that, <laughs> then you'll need to. Um, you can use the insecticidal soap, but the insecticidal soap is one, it's harder to use because you have to rinse it off. You can oh, only leave it on for okay. a few hours. I, I did not do that with the large plant. Yeah, so you should, should rinse it that? off. Yeah, because it will, um, it'll suffocate the plant eventually. If okay, you use did too you much just of wipe it off or? Um, you with, should with rinse water? it off. So, yeah, if you can put it back in the sink and maybe rinse it off. Okay. If you can. And so the same with that big English ivy is that if you put it in a sink to spray it or a shower or whatever into the bathtub and then let it sit for four or five hours and then just hose it off again or, well, or did, just get... They're both, they're both pretty much impossible to move yeah. uh, with the size of them in the big pot that I transplanted the large one in. So we put garbage bags all over the floor and we sprayed it that way. So to rinse okay. it... Should we just use a spray bottle of water or? Yeah, that would be fine. Yeah, and just okay. sort of have a towel, spray it, and then just wipe it. That'll be okay. fine. Okay. I yep. did not know that you had to rinse it. That's good. Thank you. Yeah, very if much. you read it on, and that's sort of oh, why I like okay. using the pure spray green a little bit more um, because it doesn't need to get rinsed off. Uh, it doesn't oh, okay. have the same, like, the soap attributes as that. It's a mineral oil. Okay. Um, so w my thought is that. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's the insecticide soap. I like using a little bit more outside because okay. it's a lot easier to uh, rinse off than that. Should I use that <laughs> so, 
as well or just rinse off the soap and leave it at that? Yeah, I would just rinse off the soap. It doesn't really, mm-hmm. okay. it didn't look like it has any bugs per se. Okay. Um, but the ivy, just look for spider mite. But I just think that those are older leaves. And if it hasn't been transplanted, it could have dried out. And it looks like it's 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 ready to start feeding. They become fairly heavy feeders when you get that big like yours is. Right. Should awesome. I, now, should I, I've never, ever transplanted that. Should I yeah, take, it's ready. Absolutely. That? Okay, so do you think that might help, or is this kind of Uh, a normal thing? It'll make a huge difference. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So check for mites, and then transplant it, and then it should be okay. Yep. Okay, and sorry, what did you say, the the larger plant, those leaves, just to prune them, or that's normal? Yeah, just prune those off, just cut those off. Those are just the older leaves, just sort of, they start dying off as they get older. Okay, so that's normal. Yep. Okay, Great. All righty. Good luck. Thanks, Angela. Thank you. Thanks, Merle. Thanks, Jen. You're very you welcome. That. Have a good day. You- All right. And uh, <clears throat> Dwight sent me a picture of what he thinks is catnip, but it's actually parsley, Dwight. What? Really? So I think he maybe mixed his seeds up. Yeah. I'm almost positive. Yeah, I'm looking huh. at it. It looks like curled parsley. Unless it's a different type of catnip. I just Could sort of be. Googled catnip because I'm looking at it. I go, this doesn't look like catnip to me, but... Hmm. Um, it looks like parsley, but huh. uh, usually Dwight's growing the other kind of parsley. <laughs> <laughs> and he does, he does know his plants pretty well, so I, I yeah, think it's no. a different variety. Yeah, it must be. But other than yeah. that, we'll mix some seeds up. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm going to take a break for the news. We'll be back after that. If you'd like to join us, phone lines will be wide open, 403-974-8255. You're listening to... Let's Stock Gardening on 770 CHQR. It's snowing in minus 17 in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 10 o'clock. I'm Megan Cobb. One person is dead after a crash last night just east of Calgary. EMS say they were called out to Highway 1 at Garden Road around 9 o'clock. One woman was pronounced dead at the scene and three other adults, two men and a woman, were rushed to Foothills Hospital in serious condition. No word yet on what led to the collision. A man is dead after being shot by police in the southeast community of Forest Lawn. Investigators say the man seriously wounded a police service dog who is now recovering. Police say they were called to 17th Avenue between 44th Street and 45th Street Southeast around 3.40 yesterday afternoon. For reports, a man with a weapon had assaulted a bystander and was threatening others. Police say when officers arrived, they found the man and tried to negotiate, but that didn't work. Witnesses told Global News they saw a police officer aiming a gun at the man, telling him to drop a knife before firing firing several shots. Police say those at the scene tried life-saving efforts, but the man died on scene. ACERT is now investigating. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau invoked the Emergencies Act for the first time in its history this past week. Global's chief political correspondent David Aiken says MPs are back in the House of Commons debating the or debating invoking the act today. The Conservatives are making the same argument that this was an overreach by the Prime Minister. You don't need the Emergencies Act. We saw the, the border clear at Coots. We saw the border clear in Windsor without the Emergency Act. Uh, the Liberals, on the other hand, are saying, no, this was used. In fact, the police here in Ottawa did say at a press conference that the, the authorities they had under the Federal Emergencies Act did help. One of the authorities under the act was the freezing of bank accounts. 
76 accounts were frozen, including protest organizer Tamara Leaches. Meanwhile, yesterday marked the fourth consecutive Saturday a protest t- took place in Edmonton, calling for an end to all COVID-19 mandates. Global's Chris Chacon has been covering the demonstrations over the last month, and he says the latest one was different compared to past weekends. When I first got there, we were hearing less noise as the injunction was in place. However, there was still people honking their horns, but police were quick to act. Several vehicles were pulled over. Now, a little bit later, we saw an RV get pulled over. Uh, Police surrounded the RV, but then several protesters made their way to the RV. And uh, there was uh, words exchanged with uh, protesters and police. It was uh, quite a tense moment there. So uh, after leaving that area, we did encounter the uh, so-called Liberty March, where there were hundreds of people just walking towards the legislature. Chacon says after speaking with protesters, they say they will not stop until their demands are met. Russia is extending extended military drills near Ukraine's northern borders after two days of sustained shelling along the contact line between Ukrainian soldiers and Russia-backed separatists in eastern Ukraine. The exercises in Belarus, which borders Ukraine to the north, originally were set to end today. U.S. Vice President Kamala Harris says no additional financial support will be headed to Ukraine, but that could change as the situation evolves. Queen Elizabeth has tested positive for COVID-19, though the 95-year-old monarch will still continue with light duties. Buckingham Palace officials say her positive test comes after concerns about her overall health. The British government says people with COVID-19 will not legally be required to self-isolate in England starting this coming week as part of a long-term plan for living with COVID. Taking a look at sports, the Calgary Flames ran their win streak to nine straight with a 2-1 win over the Seattle Kraken last night. Elias Lindholm and Matthew Kachuk both scored and Jacob Markstrom made 23 saves in the win. The Flames take on the Jets tomorrow afternoon. And it's a busy eight-game schedule in the NHL today with three Canadian teams in action. Interim head coach Martin St-Louis will be going for his first ever winning streak when the Montreal Canadiens visit the New York Islanders. The Ottawa Senators continue their small homestand as they host the New York Rangers. And the streaking Edmonton Oilers will be going for their sixth win in a row, taking on the Minnesota Wild at Rogers Place. Global News Sky Tracker weather. A snowfall warning remains in effect for the city and the surrounding area. Another five centimeters is expected in Calgary today, with close to 10 more centimeters expected closer to the U.S. border. Periods of snow today, with the temperature falling to minus 18. The snow will continue overnight with a low of minus 19 and snow and minus 19 for tomorrow. It's minus 17 at 10.05. Breaking news when it happens. Our next update at 10.30. I'm Megan Cobb. Welcome back to Let's Start Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and it is 10.06 on February the 20th. And I do have Jen Lemire with me as well. And if you'd like to give me a call, phone lines are wide open. Um, 403-974-8255. We do have a couple texts um, on the line here. Awesome. And this, yeah. And uh, what was I going to say here? This it looks like someone just sent me a picture of some, they're doing some seeding of some plants. And one of them just went, crazy it almost <laughs> looks like a vine but I, I, it's hard to tell what it is oh um because the leaves mm. are kind of still young um 
it almost looks like a sunflower just because huh. of how fast it's growing. So I don't know if a sunflower got mixed in there or or something like that. It's uh, it's a little hard to tell, but I, I believe it is. And I sent Dwight a couple pictures. I'm almost sure his catnip is parsley. Yeah. So um, okay. I'll let him... I'll let him look at the pictures I sent him and uh, and uh, let him decide on how that goes. Um, but if you are looking at seeding, like I said, it's still a little bit early um, for seeding some things. Unless you're doing like pansies, some right. of the flowering stuff you can start doing a little bit. If you have room to do it, um, to, to harden them off and to start climatizing as you get through the the late spring, early summer, um, because if you if you just get them too big in your house, they just get all stretchy on you. Hey, Jen? Right. Yeah, because they'll be reaching for the light that we just can't provide, you know, from the window the same way. So, yeah, absolutely. And then some of the other cool season ones, too, right, that you could plant. So you said the, the pansies, that would be the snapdragons as well. Yep. Um, what else is there? Petunias? Petunias you can definitely do because they take a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, and if you're doing some of your bulbs as well, um, you could do that as well. Um, like some of the canna lilies if you want to get them nice and big. Um, dahlias, if you have room, put them into a good like a two or a five-gallon pot. Yeah. And uh, and then that, that that by the time they get bigger, they'll just be gorgeous by the time they're ready to go outside. Because that's where you miss out on some of the... Um, plants that, um, if we plant them too late, they don't come to right. fruition. Like I, I planted that pompous grass last year, mm-hmm. and it looked great and got big, but I never got the big plumes. Right. So, so I, uh, again, I'd like to get one earlier because I was hoping to get those big white plumes that you you see when you go out to the Okanagan and things so like that. So pretty, but don't you think yeah. it's so tricky, Hamerall, too? Because you get yourself all set up. And then the weather changes again. Yeah, no, and I right? and I thought they would have gone because last summer was so hot. Um, right. I I would have thought they would have had enough, but I and maybe because I had them in pots, but they they say they will do good in pots. Mm-hmm. So I thought I would try them because my canna lilies were phenomenal and yep. uh, things like that. So you try to find those um, thrillers for the middle, and we're going to do a lot of tropicals this year. And that's yeah. sort of something that uh, me and Jen and the team have been chatting with down at Spruce is just trying to create that uh, a bit of a staycation. Well, now we're going to be able to travel around, but it's still nice when you go outside and and mm-hmm. uh, you can have a big dragon tree or a palm or something out on your patio. It makes you feel like you're just, it just makes it feel a little nicer when you're outside there. 100%. Yeah. And that's the point, right? Just enjoy your space. If you're gardening, you, you may as well get the most out of it and enjoy your time. It's a lot of effort. So, yeah. Well, 100%. Like, I, I look forward to my, like, typically at night now that I, like, when the summer, I know that um, once I hit into late July, August, when it heats up, I know the hummingbirds are coming. So, usually every night <laughs> yeah. I look forward to that. Get downstairs, oh, get on the patio, get in my chair. And sort of just sit there and wait, and then you hear just hear them start buzzing around you. That's and so then they, cool. Yeah, yeah, and that's so cool. those kind of things. But I look forward to, and and same <laughs> whether you have your your tropical plants in your on your patio up on your deck, 
it just creates that spot where you where you just feel like you're on a little mini vacation and mm-hmm. and it and it is a little bit of a more an investment at the beginning, but you can also pull those out before the frost, put them into the house, um, grow oh, them as sure. a house plant. Yep. And then put them back out next spring or just keep them as a house plant as well. Um, like I like I tell a lot of people like they say, Well that's or even sometimes the the Japanese maple. Right. They go, Oh, they're a little bit pricey. I go, yeah, but if you're sitting outside drinking a thirty or forty dollar <laughs> bottle of wine at a restaurant, which they charge you sixty bucks, I go, there's yeah. that one plant, and you get it on your patio all summer long. There's and, your restaurant, uh, yeah, true. <laughs> well, and that's where uh, I know we work with quite a few restaurants, and uh, we love doing that as well. And for we sure. create those oases for them, and it makes all the difference. And they say, like, once the plants are are done. It just makes their their customers feel like they're on the a little vacation. Like you, you, when you go to those nice patios, it mm-hmm. just makes you feel like, wow, this is awesome. So such a nice vibe. You're so right. And then you can also work on scents with that too, right? So if you miss some of the tropical plants with a scented annual, um, <coughs> then in the evening time too, you get some beautiful scents in there. And oh, you know, there's lots you can do. There's so much. Yeah, absolutely. No, and yeah. that's we're we're going to have a few more examples that we're working on now. So first thing in the spring, we're going to have a, a few more displays on, on how to plant certain themes um, for your pot. So, so keep an eye out for that. And that'll be on our social media awesome. uh, with Lisa, obviously, and at Spruce It Up. And, uh, and if you come down to visit, we'll be doing that as well. And uh, Chris and her crew will be doing a whole bunch of that out and about with the with some of our customers and, and of course the restaurants and all that fun stuff. So <laughs> it's it's just amazing how fast it's coming. Like uh, when we we're yeah. when we we're in Vancouver, some of the growers like they're already starting to do some of their uh, the fuchsia fuchsia baskets were all planted. Wow, really? Because um, the first batch of those will be coming. Some of the petunias were starting. Um, nice. So, it uh, it goes quickly. Once you hit March, it kind of everything changes that much more, right? So it, yes, uh, that's so exciting, though. I mean, it's really exciting. I'm just thinking about all the colors and just the fun and the the busyness of it. It's uh, it's quite a blast. It's it's something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, and I was going to mention also, disregarding trees, if you do have an elm tree, you have until the end of um, April to actually sort of end of March to prune your uh, elm tree. So make sure you um, take a look outside if you have any dead damage or crisscrossing branches and that on your elm tree, it needs to be looked at. Um, You can give Mark a call at Prune It Up and uh, we'll get out there and have a look at that make sure that uh, you get your pruning of your elm trees done because it is illegal to prune from April until end of October, I believe. It is? Um, yeah, because oh. it's just we don't like to open them up for the beetle that brings the Dutch elm oh. disease. Oh, so, I didn't know that. Interesting. Yeah, okay. so there's mm. only you're only allowed to prune them throughout the fall or fall and winter. Okay. Um, sort of late fall and throughout the winter is the only time you're allowed to prune your elm trees. So. Wow. Um, we, okay. Yeah. So Are there other trees sh- that have that kind of a no, you know, regulation? Um, no? No, just more... Um, birch, maple, and that you don't want to prune um, in the winter. Um, you have to wait till they're fully leafed out, unless they're dead damage, because um, yeah. they'll bleed on you, birch and maple. So if you cut them right now, if you went out and cut your birch, 
Right. Or your your maple, it'll bleed. A whole bunch of liquid will come out, hmm. which isn't good for it. Right. Because um, uh, so so certain trees like that, you're better to wait till till um, summertime um, to make sure you're you're pruning at the right time. Unless it's huh. dead, damaged, or diseased things like that, I, I recommend to remove them um, at all times. Right. Um, whenever you see it, when you're assessing the health of your here, I get another text here. Hey, Merle, you talked about pompous grass. I want mm. to try it out. When would you start the seeds and what kind of pots did you put them in? I had them Good in. Question. I would put them in the hottest spot. I put them in a large. Um, I had them in my big ceramic uh, um, uh, pots out on the patio. So I have been. These are 36-inch high pots by 24-inch wide. Um, starting from seed, I, I wouldn't yet yeah, could this take too long? Um, we, we sell them in four and mm-hmm. six inch pots. Yeah. Um, and hopefully we can get some in a little bit earlier. And I took mine home late and planted it. Like I was, I tell that story. I always kind of wait till everybody's done and I kind of use what's left over to do most of my planters sort of thing and, <laughs> and pull up the scraps and, and things like that. But that one I'm going to take home a little bit early and plant the center pieces first because I do want to see. So if you're planting it, um, I'm not, there's no name, sorry, on the text here. Um, oh, it's Bailey. And um, I would just plant, if you plant after the May long weekend, if you get your pompous grass, you should be fine. But try and get it in the hottest spot you can. It could probably go in the ground if you if you have a good south or a west-facing um, spot on your house where you just that that super hot spot up against the house and if there's soil there. If not, get a darker-colored pot, um, get it in a good sunny spot, good soil, and just make sure you keep it watered well. And I'm, not say, sure if yeah. I, yeah, I'm not sure if I answered your text. You texted me last week. It says, good morning, Merle. It's Bailey. This part of my jungle in my house. I have one hmm. plant amongst theirs that's not doing anything. I've had it since last year. Any idea how I can get it going? Um, it actually looks really healthy. Um, and Bailey, I don't think I answered you. So what I would do is move it to a little bit of a sunnier location. And I don't think that pot has any drainage. So hmm. just be careful because sometimes they get kind of stagnant in that. Um, so I would maybe drill some holes in that pot. It looks like it's a... A, a type of plastic pot that you're able to drill some holes. I drill a few holes in the bottom, put a saucer in the bottom, and then just maybe move that to a good sunny location. But other than that, it looks really healthy. And, and sometimes monsters over the winter, they don't do nothing. It could be three or four months before they right. they do anything. New leaf, yeah. But this Bailey, she knows how to grow plants. Like she has, uh-huh, a, yeah. A, oh yeah, she, she has a picture of a couple. Like this yucca is standing probably. Three feet out of the pot. Really? It's, wow! It's gorgeous. Love She's it. She's a big fiddle, fiddlehead that just perfect leaves. Good um, job! Wow! Bird of paradise looks Whoa. gorgeous. Big plant. Um, yeah, tons of leaves on the bird of paradise. Lots of new leaves coming out. So just do what you're doing to the other one. Just that one is the only one I'm concerned is the monstera. Because it, it looks like it's you have it in a different kind of pot than the other ones. The other one's in a clay pot, and plants do like those a little bit better because they can breathe and also drain. Yeah. So 
Um, right. If possible, maybe transplant your Monstera into a better pot, and then that should definitely help out. All right, and I'm going to take a quick break. If you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I am here with Jen Lemire as well. If you'd like to join us, phone lines are open, 403-974-8255. Right now, we're going to go to Lynn. Good morning, Lynn. Mm-hmm. Hi, Lynn. Good Good morning, Merle. Um, I Hi. have a... Hello? Yeah. How can we help you? Sorry. I have a weeping birch in my front yard that's kind of gone a little crazy it's really healthy but it's it's just so big it's taking over Mm -hmm. the front walk and and do i do i clip it back i don't know um definitely with a birch i would uh in something that big uh i would give uh mark a call with our pruned up and get it i would get it pruned by a professional um birch trees you just don't want to mess them up um, they do need to get thinned out, though, once in a while and remove any dead damage or disease. They do love Rage Plus and and a good deep watering early springtime and throughout the summer. Um, but sounds like yours is doing great. But they do get lots of deadwood in the middle of them, and you, so you probably get lots of branches laying in the grass or whatever underneath it, I'm assuming. Little bits, of, Little bits of trailing stuff. Yeah. So yeah, you can trim them up again, but you want to wait till summertime if you're going to do if we're going to do a fair bit of pruning on it. We'll wait till it's fully leafed out, Um, because if you did too much pruning to it right now, it would cause it to bleed out and Mm. and lose a lot of its moisture from inside. So when do I call Mark? Um, You can call him anytime. He can give you a quote now. And and he'll just book you for the summertime. He'll just book it in, and then when your time comes up in the summer, he'll just have a book for June or July, and uh, and come out and do it early June and get you booked in. And then you don't have to worry about it. That sounds good, Merle. I also have four great big, I don't know, I'd guess forty feet or maybe fifty feet tall evergreens in my backyard, and yeah. I love them. They're they're right at the back of the property, so they're not in the way but there there's a couple of them that have dead branches yep and that's the-, the same thing as your birch so those we can do now so again have mark have a look and we call that a spruce clean or they just go up the center and they they just crawl right up the center of the tree and they clean out all that dead wood and so what you when when the if you get them to do it you'll take a look before take a picture and then go up after and just stand underneath it when they're done. It just looks so different, like they, because mm. they're just all cleaned out, all that dead wood out of there, and it just opens up the airwaves so it can breathe a lot better. It's just great for it. Okay. Well, while I've got you on the phone, I'm gonna just have one more question. Sure. Um, I bought a huge English ivy plant for my yard last summer. And it did so well. It was absolutely, I enjoyed it so much that I wanted to take it in the house. So I sprayed it for spider mite. I took it into the family room. I put it into a, a semi 
not too sunny spot, and it died. Hmm. So I don't I don't know what I did wrong. It was um, it was huge. Did it do well for a while, or did you just bring it in and it just died right away? Uh, no, it did well for two or three months, and then I started to notice. But I watered the hell out of it, and my daughter said, I think you're overkilling that yeah. thing. And especially if you pulled it out of the ground or out of a pot, you probably had, did. You have real soil in it, like yeah, like dirt I from outside. It, of, I it came in a pot from the nursery. I got it at yeah. a flea market uh, nursery yeah. place, and I took it out of that pot and put it in a breathing pot so it could yeah. do better. And when I took it in the house, I had this huge brass pot, so it's not going to be able to breathe. But I did put it into. <clears throat> the same you know the breathing pot into her so it should have done okay yeah, yeah. it probably just kept it too wet and not enough light so probably oh. this combination of the two probably just suffocated and uh so okay. they do they'd still like it because our winters get pretty dark in really short days so even in the winter you kind of want to put some of those plants especially if you moved it from outside you, you want to make sure it gets a fair bit of light Mm -hmm. Oh, good to know, because I plan on buying another one this this year. And I <laughs> yeah, they're gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, and you did again. the right thing, though. Like, that's the only problem when you bring the ivies inside. You really got to watch the spider mites. So you did that proper, so good job. Yeah, so yeah, give Mark you. a call on those spruce trees. And uh, we still have the sale on right now. The fall booking is at 15% off. So uh, give Mark a call, and they'll come out and give you a quote on those trees for you. I'll do that, uh, Merle. I love your shop as well. I'm in there quite a bit. Awesome. Thank Aww. you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. Right. We'll Have a great family later. weekend. Bye -bye. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. We need to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. It's snowing in minus 17 in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 1030. I'm Megan Cobb. Ontario's police watchdog says it's investigating two incidents stemming from Saturday's massive enforcement operation to clear anti-government protesters from downtown Ottawa. The alleged incidents come amid an enforcement blitz that Ottawa police say has resulted in 191 arrests since it began on Thursday. Meanwhile, noise levels in downtown Edmonton were down from previous weekends during truck convoy protests there. Earlier this month, the court granted the city a temporary injunction against excessive horn honking associated with recent protests against COVID-19 vaccine mandates and health restrictions. And Queen Elizabeth has tested positive for COVID-19, though the 95-year-old monarch will continue with light duties. A snowfall warning remains in place for the city of Calgary. Periods of snow throughout the day with the temperature falling to minus 18. Snow in minus 19 overnight and periods of snow in minus 19 tomorrow. It's minus 17. Breaking news when it happens. Our next update at 11. I'm Megan Cobb. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. And Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Calgary's year-round full-service garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And I'm going to go to the phone line. And I'm going to pull up Al. Good morning, Al. Good morning, Jen. Oh, you too, hey. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, let's get Jen up here as well. There she is. Yeah. She's nicer to talk to than me, Al, so go ahead. <laughs> oh, well, I've met her at the store a few times. I've never met you, Merle. Oh. I, uh, I, I don't know what Elusive to say. Merle, yeah. 
<laughs> All right. Well, when, when next time you come, and I'll I'll be there, Al, for sure. Okay. Uh, yeah. With the last uh, month of the warm weather, and I was out and I was checking the uh, Saskatoon that I've rejuvenated, and it appeared to be starting to push on the end of everything. Hmm. So I'm kind of liking this weather coming now with the snow and the cold. Yeah. Is that? Uh, I agree. It's. It'll keep them. Some of the trees, like some of the poplars, aspens, Saskatoons, they kind of send out a little bit of a force and lilacs. And I get a lot of calls about this time of year regarding usually lilacs. And I'm surprised I, I had one a couple of weeks ago. Um, I wouldn't worry too much. Like you're saying, Al, this, this weather is great for that. And as I mentioned earlier to... Um, the person who called in about the aspen that was putting the catkins out, um, just pile on as much snow around the around the root system, and uh, just keep it frozen as long as we can, and uh, and then you should be totally fine. Yeah, because I had uh, with my snowblower, I had all those bushes and everything all loaded up with about a foot and a half of snow, and that weather it took it down. I could see the bark bolts coming up. Yeah, it didn't take long to melt when we had those plus 10 days, right? It, uh, that water gets sucked up pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the snowblower will be used again this week, so I'll try to replenish it all. Yeah, it's it's nice when you have a snowblower, when at least there's enough snow to use it. It's always, <laughs> <laughs> you, get all the, you get all these nice snowblowers, you only get that little half inch, it's hard to bring it out. So, Well, um, I'm about 45 minutes west of you, so uh, oh, wow. I get a lot more. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. In the city here, I, I would guess we got about two inches, roughly. So, and this that's down by in Cranston. So that's what we got. So, um, I started a little experiment on the inside with uh, just trying some grow some herbs in there, and I did. I got cilantro and I got dill to come up. Oh wow! Good for and, you. Uh, when I was down at the store, I talked to a gal, and she uh, sold me the sunblaster. The lights? Grow light, yeah. So mm-hmm. I've had that. So the cilantro is up about four inches. And uh, I didn't have any small pots to kind of transfer it to. So a little trick if people are caught is I took the two-liter clear pop bottle containers, yeah. the plastic Yep. Drilled holes in the bottom of the ribs, peel off that uh, label, and then cut them in half. And I transplanted in there, and they're clear, so now you can watch the water run down. You know exactly what you've got in your soil. <laughs> Absolutely. That's a great thing. And and I wow. know we sell the seed trays and stuff, but I know I recommend on your, like when you buy strawberries or or something, blueberries, whatever, you get those, those clear clamshells. Yeah. Um, those are great for for little mini greenhouses if you want to start your seeds in them. They they work great because they have lots of drainage holes. They have the clear top, and you just fold them over and uh, and then just open the lid once they um, leaf out. So so if you, you you already transplanted them, Al? Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. I was gonna say pull them off the light a bit if they start getting too long and leggy, especially your cilantro. So you just want to slow them down a bit, get them into a little bit of a cooler spot now after you transplanted it. Okay. <laughs> just so they don't go right to seed on you. You want to just concentrate on the roots here for a bit. Mm. 
and uh, and you should be good to go. Okay. All right. Okay. Anything Very else, good. Al? Or nope. That's uh, that's good for now. All right. Thanks, and uh, thanks, hopefully Al. catch you. Hopefully, I'll catch you uh, in the store one of these times. Thanks, Al. Yeah, you'll remember. You'll remember because I'll call you pastor. Whatever. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Sounds take care. Good. Yeah, it's either yeah, either get listen to me or you go to church. So <laughs> on your Sunday mornings, and uh, anyways, lots Love of fun, it. and and that's where we are fortunate, Jen. We get lots of good visitors, um, mm-hmm. and a lot of callers. A lot of people come from the radio show, come in to say hi, and uh, and lots of other people as well. It's uh, it's fun. Uh, I love our little community. It, it, yeah, it's it's an amazing job, right? Like it's it is, uh, um, and we're very fortunate, especially um, going through some of the times like the last two years. Mm-hmm. Um, our lives have changed a little bit, but not a lot. Like we've been able to socialize, lots of people, gardening, um, continue to work a lot. So it's, oh, it's uh, fantastic. We've been very fortunate. So it's yeah, uh, and and people honestly, Merle too. People have been really great about telling us about that too. You know, they, yeah. they will speak up and, and we've had so much great feedback in terms of what we offer, just connection, honesty, um, you know, assistance and experience. And I think we're all really, really, really proud of that. And, and thanks to the customers, a lot of them make the effort like that Al, 45 minutes away, you know, they, yeah. they make the trek in and it's really awesome. And we do appreciate that. Yeah. And we do get a lot of guys come in too, which is nice. Like it's, uh, that's one thing I think the show has helped with um, even myself and I try to keep it a little bit light and have a little bit of fun and for sure and um, and bring some people in and to call in a little bit more than maybe they would have um, otherwise and and we get a lot of guys come in to say hi and um, so I, I'm I'm proud of that and 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 very happy when when people come in and say hi and uh, so if you if you do come in make sure you you say hi if you ask if I'm around, and I get called down quite a bit. So, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and usually if I'm not into anything super important, I usually try to pop down, and uh, I spend quite a bit of time on the floor as well whenever possible. And because uh, I'm not that great on the computer, so I'm more <laughs> valuable. <laughs> and you love to grab the the wand. So as soon as it gets even hotter when you are around, that's uh, I know that's one of your favorite things to do yeah and i definitely like to yeah i love watering it's it's something that uh even at home i know carolyn my wife likes to water her stuff but she always leaves the lower part for me because she knows i enjoy it though because it's something i come home i love turning the hose on you kind of just i always i'm a birkenstock guy so i lose my feet off you kind of feels good you water your plants sit down relax a bit Mm -hmm. wait for the hummingbirds and uh, Yeah, oh, that, your day good. your day is complete at that point. Anyways, if you, yeah, yeah, it's uh, almost time for another break here. So if you'd like to join us, phone lines are wide open four zero three nine seven four eight two five five. I think the snow has everybody a little bit slower this week on the gardening, but uh, if you'd like to call us, we have uh, the next. Uh, we're here for another twenty minutes. Four zero three nine seven four eight two five five. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to. Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR.
Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coons, and I'm here with Jen Lemire as well. And who was the name of the caller? Sorry, Liam. All right. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, we have Jane on the line. We'll take Jane. Good morning, Good morning Jane. You. Hi. Hi. I have How can we help two... you? Thanks, Merle. And Jen, thank you, too. I got good advice from you at the at the uh, store when I was in there. Awesome. Okay. I have two areas um, right against my house facing south. One is a corner of the house that is facing southeast. It has a, a soil circle in the patio blocks. So the circle mm-hmm. is about two feet in diameter. And I want to put something there that will be really showy, do in hot sun, grows tall, attracts hummingbirds. And I have um, a, a similar I area, lilies. but a little bit more sheltered. Canna lilies would love that spot. All right. And Am I going so, to put those directly into the ground, Merle, or in a y- pot? Yeah, you can for sure. Or, or if you want to do a nice big pot in the center of that, you could do it that way as well. Uh-huh. Um, what I would recommend, if you're going into the ground, I would dig up the existing soil maybe and just make sure you have some really good, nice soil in there, especially if okay. it's going to be in a, in a super hot spot just so it, 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 it'll have the good nourishment throughout the summer. <clears throat> or that's a perfect spot just to, if you want a little bit more height, a little bit more decorative, put a, put a nice um, glazed pot in the middle there and uh, and then plant your flowers inside the pot. So okay. either so way would work. Do, thank you. Do cannas do better in a in a glazed pottery type of thing, or are they okay in a big those big um, plastic pots inside of a? I've got a wicker planter. Mm. Um, they'll do fine in there. Just ensure that it's big. Like on something like yeah. that, if I'm going to stick something that size, I want it to be at least two feet wide, like a 24 inch pot at least. Okay. And okay. uh, probably two feet high at the minimum. Now, so what can want... I do for for? Am I going to put something hanging? I've got I've got three feet overhangs. Um, I like. Yeah. So what I would do is corner. you put the canna lilies in the middle. Yeah. And then and then underneath it, I would put three vermilionaire. Um, those are the cigar plant. It's also called. It's a hummingbird magnet, as well. <laughs> Um, so you put three of those. Okay. That's not like the nicotinia. No, 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 no. This is, it just has these little, it looks like a little um, hummingbird feeder when they bloom. Um, The plant itself isn't really that attractive. The skinny little leaves, not great. (laughs) Um, But the flower is what, and even the flower, they're not really, they're, they're okay. But They're what they showy. bring is the hummingbird. Like, like I almost would guarantee you're going to get hummingbirds with canna lilies and the humming and the and the and, and the vermilionaire. Okay. And so I, I put three of those in my pot, and then I just put some decorative yellow or orange or red petunias in between. So you go, you'll <laughs> alternate your vermilionaire with petunias to hang okay. over the side, and that's going to give you your hummingbird pot. That you'll love every year, and you're gonna be now, lots. Okay, but I have to take the canna lilies inside, or do we just trash them in the fall? Well, depends. <laughs> we like you to trash them. That works fine for us too. We <laughs> come buy new ones. But, 
I have. I trash. I'll be honest. I do that because unless yeah. you pull them out, you store them, let them dry, put them in that cool, dark place over the winter. Um, but that that can be easily done as well. But you'll find there's a lot of roots in there. Like they have a like they're yeah. a big root system when you okay. when you dig those out in the fall. Because our growing season is so short, when can I first start buying cannas from your place? That we have them in pretty early. Those we tend to get in the beginning of May, even okay. sometimes a little bit earlier. And I've asked our grower to grow some larger ones too to start with. Excellent. Even last year, we did get some fairly big ones in to start with. But um, I started with about, um, I think there were 10 inch pots. And I, like I said, I, and I started mine later than normal because I like yeah. to let everybody else pick all their stuff first. And then I and then I usually I usually pick all the stuff that's left over for my planters, um, but they're they did great. And if you if you have sunny hot spot like that, um, you're you're gonna you're gonna love it. Like they'll is do it great. critical to have the drainage out of the pot right into the ground, or do I put a plastic liner? No, you, you can do whatever. Pot. I would. I, it's better if it just drips into the ground because then you're not getting, and that way you can water properly too all the way through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and fertilize at least once a week, like with, twenty twenty twenty, yeah. or or the fifteen thirty fifteen, the blooming one. Either one of those. Better than that than Range Plus for that. Um, I would because they're just a heavy feeder. Like they they Got really it. like those trace elements to get them blooming. And the okay. and the lilies are the cannas are really they're a heavy feeder, and uh, and if you're going to do it that once a week, you'll they'll just perform like crazy for you. Great planning. My other and, pot and just when they when the cannas are just finished blooming, like you'll see them come up. They will look great for four or five days, three or four days, and then as they start shriveling up, just there, there'll usually be two or three spikes in each bloom set. Just cut off the ones that have gone that are that are starting to shrivel up, because then that will encourage it to keep blooming more and more. Don't let the blooms fade too much on the branches. Okay. Ensure that you do the deadheading, because then it'll it'll just bloom more and more and more. Okay, I haven't had great luck in the past, so I've I've avoided them the last few years. But thank you for advice there. My, See, that's my why thought... I would say most of the time is when people don't deadhead. Because then yeah. the plant thinks it's done its job. Like I've, I've reproduced. I don't need to flower anymore, because I produced my seed. I'm done. Right. That's why they bloom. They're not. They don't mm -hmm. do it to look good for us, which we hope mm -hmm. they would. But no, they do it to what they think is reproducing. So okay. if they, if you let them do their job and you leave the seed pods on the plant, that's why they typically will stop blooming as well. Thank you. Do you have a moment for my other plot against the house? I, I do. I'm just going to take a quick break, though. We have to do one more break before the yeah. end, and then we'll come Thank back you. and we will uh, we'll answer your other question. All right, we're going to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and we're going to go back to the phone line. You said one more question. Hi Thank there. You. Hi. Hi, Merle. Hi. My other um, area is right in the ground against the house, and it's about four feet away from the patio. And okay. I have to remove an older juniper tree bush there. Mm -hmm. 
And I want something that's really going to be showy and fragrant because it's by the entrance. Preferably perennial type of things. I could put in some annuals. And my one thing I'm thinking of once that juniper gets out of there is that um, Casablanca lily because it's so fragrant, white. Any other things? Yeah, the only thing with some of those ones is that they bloom and then they're done, right? Yeah, Um, yeah. So if it's at the front entrance, I think I'd probably try and steer you towards, we can probably get a little bit of fragrance from some of the roses, or you might want to even use, if you like that white show, we could do a really nice limelight um, with hydrangeas, things like that, Mm -hmm. that'll bloom all summer for you. Mm -hmm. And and give you some really nice, a good show for the summer. Um, Mix that with some echinacea. Or something like that, give you a really nice contrast of color, or okay. or you could mix in some grasses, some Carl Forrester, and and the hydrangeas look awesome together. All right, is I'd like to try to put something that's evergreen in there as well, like some kind of an evergreen shrub. Um, yep. As I say, the juniper, it it hasn't done well. It got too gangly, and it's just not showy enough. Um, I would probably do something more like a a dwarf mugo pine, or something like that. I've got a, <coughs> would do a much mugle better pine right across from it, so I don't want to do that. Okay. What um, about some of the um, the gold, yellowy gold junipers, low growing? D- yeah, it depends how much room you got, because it doesn't sound that big. A lot of the junipers get quite big. You could do the. The blue star juniper, it stays a smaller ball, so it's uh-huh. quite nice. Um, blue star. Okay. Now, is that hydrangea that you recommend going to take full sun? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. The Annabelle can go in the shade as well, but yes. the limelight and a lot of the other ones, the quick fire and stuff, they love that full sun like that, and they'll give you a flower show sort of from late July all the way through the summer. And are they fragrant? Um, a little bit. Not. I wouldn't be known for that. So you could also, like I said, you could maybe mix in some roses or something yeah, like that not, in front of my them. My roses don't do well here. Yeah, they should. That sounds like a perfect spot for roses. So just okay, when you pull that old here. juniper out, you're going to have yeah. to pull that soil and rejuvenate that soil bed as well. I know. It's a, it's a spring job. All right. Sorry. Thank you. Yeah, we got to go. Yeah. Um, thanks, Jen. And uh, thanks for everybody. Enjoy the snow. Happy Family Day weekend. Enjoy it. Um, until next week, we'll get our garden on right here on 770 CHQR.